The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Yo, right. welcome to a brand new uh, and super exciting uh, episode of Critical and Thinking Podcast. Ty Barnett. Ian Harris and um, yeah, we've got we've got some returning champions. This uh, this uh, two actually two of our favorite guests um, and and favorite people. Uh, two of one of our best. Hey, look at uh, we have we have Leanne Lord, who's been on the show before, but a longtime friend. Uh, say what's up, Leanne. Let everybody know who you are. Hey, hey, everybody. Leanne Lord, uh, apparently a favorite guest. I didn't know favorite that till just now. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my LinkedIn. Yes, we're done. There you go. Done. <laughs> hey, we have interns now, so we're official. Yeah, exactly. And then also a, a returning guest, we have Dwayne Gill, who was on uh, at. Well, Dwayne, you you were a police officer. You're a comedian. You you were on what it was six months ago when this whole uh, war, yeah. a little longer than that Floyd George Northern. Floyd stuff happened to, to give us uh, your perspective on what it's like. Being when you were, you even said you had a rookie. You were a rookie, uh, a cop. At one point, you had to have a situation, similar situation where you had to say something. Um, and now we're oh, in yeah. trial. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. First off, you guys are my favorite people, and it's just a honor and a pleasure to be here with Leanne as well, someone who I've looked up to for many years. So just to be able to chop it up, I'm excited, uh, excited, but also uh, sad about why we're here. Uh, because of the trial. And I'm, I'm willing to give my expertise of uh, 28 years of law enforcement, 16 years of comedy. So uh, we'll see how, how uh, funny and how introspective I can be with this. So let's go with it. Let's it, go with it. It's, um, and so welcome to everybody, by the way. And so I'm happy and welcome. This is actually, now that I think about it, it's the first time in about two, three weeks, Ian and I have been uh together because ian was gone for a while and so i had yeah. to do the show with somebody else and so yeah welcome back to you bro so here's the thing and yes, and man. and just know we're not going to spend the whole time on on the trial but a, a few things have to be talked about and, okay. and, and 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 i i need this is why we have this panel because we have experts and we have other people who care so we we have everything that we need to talk people about this trial. absolutely and, when you watch this, because right now, so far, the defense is um, is all of their whole defense literally is hypothetical. Well, what if George Floyd would have had superhuman strength? What if George Floyd would have reached for the gun? What if George Floyd had enough fentanyl in him to take on all of these cops? Nothing has been like this is what happened. So. And then we're hoping because because the good thing about what the prosecution is doing is they're they're just putting building blocks together. Like, well, listen, well, did, this, did you this. see yesterday, by the way, the um, forensic expert got him drawing a blank on his name. That dude, he's not taking any money for it. Nope. Right. He's he's not. You know, he doesn't he doesn't look. Black Lives Mattery, whatever that is, right? And if he would have showed up in a in a beret, maybe. But go ahead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black glove the whole time, like this. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I'm just going to tell you right the, now. Don't forget the dashiki, just for that extra <laughs> bit of authenticity. Kente cloth. Kente cloth. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he died yes, of white devil back. knee. Everyone knows <laughs> he died of white devil knee. Uh, that yeah. was not what happened. And they, they cross-examined him. They're like, so so are you sure? And he was like, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, they said, they asked him about 
How did he die? As, by the way, there were three medical examiners who all said he died of asphyxiation, despite what the experts on Facebook and Twitter say that he died of, of, of uh, fentanyl yeah. or he died right. of uh, uh, COVID. That's the new one. He, they, they tested his, and he had fentanyl in the system and he, had, and, he, and he was COVID positive. And I'm thinking to myself, last week I literally argued with four people, four people, I'm not lying, four people that told me that the COVID numbers are, they're still saying the COVID numbers are overblown because those four people all knew somebody who died in a motorcycle accident who was told, who was put down as COVID as their death. And I'm like, that is, yeah. And also a guy with a hook, uh, left his hook on your doorknob when you were a teenager making out at the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, urban legend. By the way, what's that? By the way, COVID has issued a statement saying it had nothing to do with it. Go ahead. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm funny. It was funny that it's like when it's COVID, they're like, oh, you doctors, medical examiners don't know what they're talking about. Everybody's a COVID death. Oh, you die of a heart attack, you're COVID death. Oh, if you die of a motorcycle accident, you're COVID death. And this time they're like, hey, look, a knee on the neck for nine and a half minutes. They're like, oh, that shit was COVID. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so, so I want to ask a couple of things here of, of, of everybody. Uh, I'll start with, uh, actually, I'll, let me start with, with Dwayne on this. And then, uh, Leanne, can you piggyback off of what Dwayne says here? Okay. What people have noted, and I've noted it too, is the first thing I said the first day of the trial was, you're seeing cops testify against other cops. Yeah. And that's rare. That, that, I mean, that's I, I can't even really think in my head of any other case where it's been this many officers. The chief of police came out. All these people came out. Yeah. Let me, so two part question. One, why do you think that that is? And two, do you think that this is going to help the situation in a way to where average citizens, meaning the jury, We'll look at that and be like, okay, well, if other cops are in and saying that this guy is wrong, we should at least feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that uh, uh, with the chief of police who came out against it, um, the training officer, as well as the supervisor who we talked to, I mean, you just can't deny it. I mean, we this thing should be uh, open and shut. I mean, after I've been on the, in the department or, you know, been a police worker for the past 28 years, the moment you get somebody in handcuffs, you're done. Right. You're done. There is no reason to be fighting with someone on the ground after you get them in handcuffs. They're, they're no longer a threat. And aren't, aren't they in your custody at that point? Aren't you actually responsible for their, your care? They, they are not a threat care. for us. We are responsible for their care. Everything that he has done was wrong, and everybody knows it. The only person that doesn't know it is 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 him and his attorney. Okay, because uh, we can all look at it now. To answer your question specifically as to why the chief of police, uh, the the lieutenant in charge of training, and his supervisor came against it is because. It was outside of departmental policy. There is a force continuum that is used and taught to all police officers that you uh, deal with 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 resistance uh, based on on you deal with people's resistance and you use that force necessary to affect an arrest and get control situation. He went far above that. And even when the other police officers, guilty as they may be, saw him with his knee on his neck. They were saying, hey, maybe we should roll him over something. Even, even they knew something was wrong. But I think knowing what we know 
found that they were probably either intimidated or just stupid listening to this guy. And this is not obviously this is something he's done before. Right. Twenty six. You know, just think about that. This ain't the first time he's he's done something like that. But but to see that and to see the police officers come out against it, that's a no brainer type. Right. And 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 to your point, as far as other police officers testifying against, I've I've seen it before. I've seen it before. I'm, I'm, obviously, I've been in this job for many years, and I've seen it on both sides. But I've seen it where they, my department, who I work for, which I, we, again we can't talk about, but they will throw they will throw me under the bus if I do something outside policy, whether it's use of force, chase policy, or anything else that they tell me I'm not supposed to do. Okay, so I mean, there you have it. That that's it in a nutshell. Yep. You know. How, how culpable, and, and I want to ask an uh, opinion on this, not just not just the legal term, but also I want to ask whatever, what everybody else thinks here. How culpable do we think the, the other cops are for their, I, I get you might be intimidated, you might not know what you're doing. We've talked about this a little bit before where it's like, you know, if you're new on the job, I know one of them have been there four days. Do you speak up? Are you following orders? Do Is there a level where you go, I can't tell if this is totally wrong or not totally wrong. And then if you are supposed to know that and you didn't do anything, is that, are you, are you, are you an accessory? Is it manslaughter? What did you do? You know? Okay. As, as far as the legal, I don't, I don't know the legal definition of that, but what I do know is the policy definition is, is if, if, in the way I have been taught that if I see a violation of policy and I don't act to remedy that violation or, or make a report about that violation, I'm just as guilty of committing a violation as well. And as a, that's okay. so the old I was just following orders, Nazi defense that don't work anymore. And I told you a story last time when I went I did a raid and uh, I saw where uh, one of my lieutenants was manhandling a, a suspect, picking him up. And by, you know, and I was like, hey, hey, you don't do that. That's no, that's not what we're here for. That's when it takes intestinal fortitude and, 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 and administrative courage to be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they're well, going to be in trouble just as much. Go ahead, Leanne. Yeah, no, I to 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 do ahead, what, what Ty asked. You know, just just to piggyback. You know, watching. I've never seen this before. You know, but I'm a civilian. I've you know I'm I I get to see what's presented to me as a as a as a just regular citizen. So watching officers testify against an officer, I'm like, woo, the police barbecue going to be awkward this year. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. gonna be chilly. <laughs> <laughs> but to to answer the question as to why, um, it just might be the right time, you know. At, at the same way that this incident, I don't and I don't want to say his murder was at the right time, but it's in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody's home. Everybody gets to see this. Right. You know, and it, it it really it changed us, yes. you know, and maybe this is the window because everybody says, oh, they're good cops. And then we also hear the stories of how the good cops are intimidated by the bad ones. The bad right. ones are given cover a lot. Yes. It's so, wrong. So this is finally the opportunity where the good cops can go, you know what? This is my time. I can step up and say something now. And then that sets a precedent going forward because this is huge. Yes. People are yes. watching this. Yes. You know? yes so absolutely. it, it kind of takes the it gives the good cops a little bit of cover and freedom to be able to step forward and to lend to their intestinal fortitude. 
Okay. Well, good cops, good cops should be there in the first place anyway. And you're not a good cop if you don't speak up when you see a violation of policy or you see an abuse of a citizen. Because the problem has been for many years is that we have been training our police officers to be in this warrior type atmosphere, this warrior spirit. When you know you, it's time to be a warrior. We talked about this before, but it's, it's more time to be a guardian and a guardian of, of the public than a warrior. So yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to say too, uh, and being, you know, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but also, um, you know, to anybody watching, but also being today, the only white dude on, on the, on the, uh, the, the, I got to be the representative of the maggots, I guess. But um, this <laughs> d d don't put that pressure on yourself. Sir. <laughs> yeah, the thing that kills me is we all see, I feel like we all are watching the same thing. We all are seeing the same thing. We're seeing cops testify against cops. We're seeing three different medical examiners where we saw a guy yesterday talking about the um, how much I don't know if you guys watched. It was kind of boring, but I, I tell you, he says, I like my numbers. So I was paying attention to all the numbers about how many nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl was in his system. And it was like 11. And then the, the, uh, uh, the non, what is it? Uh, norfentanyl, which is the antibody, the, the, uh, the, the metabolite. It was like one or, or 1.5 and like three is an immediate number for people who are caught driving DUI, but not dead. So they were talking about overdose and they were saying there are people with 50 nanograms that are driving and they get put in jail for DUI. And mm -hmm. so they're like, even if he had some in his system and they're talking about post-mortem versus alive and how, how it secretes and whatever, all this sort of stuff. And you're looking at these numbers and you're like, okay, so even if he did have fentanyl in the system, it wasn't even close to enough. It, it was barely enough to even get a DUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lowest levels of a DUI, not enough to kill him. And, yes. and I just, I love these arguments and it's, all, and it's fucking always a goddamn white dude Every time it's some white guy going, look, it wasn't murder, okay? Because yeah. the guy had fentanyl in his system, he had COVID, he had yes. he had this, he had that. And and you know, I watched this comedian and the guy put let him put his knee on his neck for nine minutes and he didn't good die, so therefore he didn't. And I'm like, how 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 can I take it other than you're just a racist douchebag white dude who doesn't there's nothing you could do. There's nothing we could say or show you that you would make no. you go yes, this is murder, or yes, this is even fucking manslaughter. When you look at this and you go, yeah, but the guy had 11 nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl in his system, so that's what killed him. It's like, really, despite what all the fucking experts are saying, you're the, and I just go, what else is it other than racism or partisanship or something that makes these people continue to stick this, well, you know what, murdered? Speaking speaking of that, I'm going to go to the screen share here and share. I'm going to show y'all something. So, and here's, and, and here's what's trippy about all of this stuff in America now, because uh, I saw something today and shared it where they said if, if Derek Chauvin had his knee on the neck of a dog. Oh, I posted that. Then, yeah, the entire country would be pissed. There would, there would be no question that the officer was wrong. So I want to show you a couple of things here. I'm going to go to the screen share and I'm, I'm going to pull up because- Wait a minute. There, there'd be one cat person like, I don't know what the dog do. <laughs> <laughs> that dog true. had catnip on his breath. You all know it. Like, oh, I don't know, man. Look at what kind of dog it is. You know those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it a pit bull? Because you know pit bulls, 
They can jump they, anytime they, they in, a second, superhuman anytime in a split second. They can jump up on you. By the way, there was a guy who got convicted of a cop got convicted of, of killing a dog, choking yeah. a dog. See? So listen, look, so if you guys look at the screen Ooh. here. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, again, one cop right here on his neck, another one on his back, another one on his, he cannot move. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this is because to Ian's point about it always being a white guy or somebody making light or trying to excuse some heinous shit. Uh -huh. When this happened, when, when this initially happened, people were doing what they call the George Floyd challenge. And I don't know how many people remember that. So let me show you. Now look at this picture here. So they were doing the George Floyd challenge, one, to mock him as being dead, which is what evil monster motherfuckers do. Absolutely. Uh, and, and two, to try to prove something scientifically, like I can put my knee on someone's neck and they wouldn't die. So let me show you this. This is the actual cops holding him down. And I'm going to show you another picture of that. But this is people doing the George Floyd challenge. You see something different? Look at what's different here. First of all, they're all monsters. They're all pieces of shit. But you see this here? Right here? There, there is, like, there is, where, where is the other two people here? Mm -hmm. Well, but also, also look, look, at, look at the force really quick from an MMA perspective. We do this, this with this guy up in, the, up in the far left corner, the yellow construction looking dude. He's got his left foot planted on the ground. In MMA, we, we do knee on belly position where if someone's on the ground, you, you step in, you put your knee on their stomach and you punch down toward their, to their face. The reason you post your other foot is so if they scramble and move, you can control your weight. You can move with them. And if you put both knees on the ground, all your weights on them, if they're able to scramble and move, you fall. So this guy is supporting his own weight with his foot on the ground. He's not in both knee, And you can see that Chauvin's got one knee on the ground and one knee on his neck, which means all his weight is being bared straight look down. Right here. This is the other one they got us to speak to, to your exact point, Ian. Look at how his foot, his toe is on, on the ground. ground. Yeah. He has more weight on this dude. So, yes. so Ian, he's got all his body weight on the guy. They talked about that yesterday during the trial with his toe up, saying that all, most of his weight is on that man's neck. He's not. <laughs> and if you compare that to the challenge photos of the monsters, um, they're posing. Posing, yes. Those are their friends. They're, They're not, not full yeah. fighting, fighting stress weight exactly. on them in exactly. the moment. I mean, it's exactly. ridiculous. And can I say this too? Look, COVID, his uh, 11 nanograms of fentanyl, uh, his heart condition, whatever he, him being overweight, all of that could have been a contributing factor for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That could be a contributing factor. Fine. But it's just like when these idiots say, oh, well, it's not, it's, it's not the COVID that's killing him. It's the pneumonia they get because they're old. Well, what the well, fuck does that have to do with anything? I, yeah, I, so have, a, I, I have a, a, a legal question. And maybe I've watched, you know, way too much Law & Order here. <laughs> never watched too much Law & Order. No, well, yeah, that's, that, that was a trick question. You got it. Yeah. But I, I recall hearing a phrase, and really not just on, on Law & Order, but in the news as well, that you, you take your victim where you find them. Mm -hmm. So if you pull a gun on somebody to rob them and they get so scared they die of a heart attack, aren't you then still prosecuted for murder? Right. Because you have to take your victim where you find them. It didn't matter that you didn't intend to kill them. Right. You did in the commission yeah, of a crime. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, yes. I, I that's, that well you know what? I'm going to law school. See ya. <laughs> no, I, I said that yesterday. I, I, I did a post about this. If if you or if I'll say me, so so I'm not an asshole. If if I walk up on the street and punch an old lady in the face and she falls down and hits her head on the curb and dies, my intention wasn't to kill her with a punch. No. People go, oh, well, the only reason she fell and died is because she's old and decrepit, and it was the curb that killed her. It doesn't matter. My intention no, was to punch her. If she fell and hit her head and died, that's murder. Absolutely. And and yeah, because and, and people go, well, and someone said, no, that's manslaughter. No, and I said, no, no, no. And I looked up the definition of manslaughter and murder. By the way, manslaughter and murder three are the same thing. So manslaughter is still murder, unless it's involuntary manslaughter. Right. But here are the definitions. Murder is defined by killing somebody with malice, uh, with malice, forethought. Yes, right. Which is malice. <laughs> Second degree murder. and sometimes marriage. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's gonna I'm get sorry. to that. He's about to get to that. That's second degree. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, forensic files. Given by Leanne Lord are not those of Critical and Thinking Podcast. <laughs> and I am not guilty of manslaughter. I, I got a divorce. I saved that man's life. There you go. <laughs> uh, second degree murder is generally an unplanned, intentional killing reacting in the heat of the moment when angry, a death caused by a reckless disregard for human life. Manslaughter, also known as third degree murder, is an unlawful killing of another person without any malice. Right. Voluntary manslaughter is when an act of murder is committed either in the heat of passion or in defense of yourself or others. Involuntary manslaughter is when the killing is unintentional and a result of recklessness or criminal negligence, such as an unlawful misdemeanor. So the, there's no way you can even call this involuntary manslaughter or, no. even, or even murder three manslaughter, maybe. But there was malice. There was definitely malice. I, and, and again, if I punch the old lady, my malice is to punch her. Yes, I don't mean to kill her. But she hits her head and she dies. Sorry. Oh, yeah. And just because I punch you and you don't fall and, and, and hit your head and die doesn't mean that it wasn't the punch that killed her. It was the curb that killed her. Well, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck right. cares if it was if, if George Floyd had had, uh, had respiratory problems or whatever? Exactly. He wouldn't have died without a knee on his fucking neck for nine exactly. and a half minutes. Well, and, exactly. they, and they laid that out. And, and the, the, the prosecution has done a great job, by the way, of just putting these bills because they, they're already anticipating the defenses uh, putting their uh, mm -hmm. forensic experts Expert. trying to debunk all of this stuff. So they, they have already kind of laid this out. So here's, here's my, my, my question, because we don't know where this is going to go. But I've, the thing I've been constantly saying is this is even more cut and dry than uh, Rodney King. This is even more cut and dry than that. Uh, yeah. And that was that was so cut and dry. It was like a fade at a barbershop. That's how fucking see, cut and dry it was. But you now, see what happened. Exactly. Right. Right. Well, so that, That's so why that, you got everybody in our generation sitting back on mm-hmm. Yeah, this video. Okay, I'll wait. So this because we've been here before. Yeah. And, and this, but this is why. And 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 and, and, and man, Dwayne, you got to understand where I'm coming from with this, bro. I, I know where you're going. <laughs> if if this. If this does not go the way it should go, because Ian just said, bare, bare minimum, it should be third degree murder, bare minimum. If that doesn't happen, and this is my thought, my only, I didn't say I want it to happen. It is just a thought. Right. If this dude gets off and nothing happens to him, it will be open season on all cops. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It, it, 
And now when, when I say that, again, that is not what I want. I am saying that because I know that I can't wild out and go crazy no matter how mad I am at the justice system because I don't want to go to jail because I know how the system works. Right. But I can't speak for the dude who don't give a fuck anymore. I can't speak for I the know. Who, who doesn't care. You know what? Why trust the system? We got a video of nine minutes and 29 seconds. You ain't going to work for me. Might as well start popping cops. And I feel oh, bad for yeah. the cops that are good cops. So that's why I asked the question at the very beginning, because I am hoping that he gets convicted. But I'm also hoping that citizens see, hey, man, these aren't cops defending a cop. These are cops coming out trying to do the right thing. So let right. me ask you, if this goes the way it went with Rodney King, mm -hmm. how do you think things are fixed or can they be fixed? Or where do you think country goes right after that verdict? Well, well, first thing, that is a hell of a question, okay? Because I saw exactly where you were going with that. I honestly believe that it only takes one juror. All, all that, first of all, defense, defense attorneys, their whole purpose is not only to get their client off, but to poke holes, okay, mm -hmm. in the government's case, poke holes, cause some type of doubt for that one person right. on that jury to say, nah, I don't think he meant to kill him, okay? If that happens, hold on, because people are gonna lose their shit, just like they lost their shit in LA. If they lost it in LA, then this is national. This, is, this might be back in LA, we didn't have, this is global. We didn't have we didn't have social media. Man, they're going to organize. And like you said, I, I do. It's going to be open season on us. That's why I work from home. That's why I... Wait, wait. You catching, you catching criminals in your kitchen, sir? <laughs> I locked them up in my bedroom, yeah, okay? It's a, it's a motherfucker in there right now I got to take for the rain. Getting fingerprinted. <laughs> I work at home. I work in recruiting. I am not on the streets. Uh, the only time they're going to call me is if it gets so bad that they need my black ass out there. <laughs> I'll let you know because it's bad. Okay. <laughs> and I I suspect that if that happens, that they I'll be putting on some riot gear and a helmet and I'll, I'll shoot you a text and let you know I'm on my way out to fight these motherfuckers like 300. I can just so, I can just imagine that text. You pick up your phone like, oh man, this is bullshit. <laughs> I gotta go in. Yes. Damn. Hey, it you, holler, you holler at the prisoner in the bedroom, dude. I'll be back. <laughs> here, here, here's yeah, um, here's a uh, is it? Let me ask: Is this is how is this how police recruiting goes these days? Uh, hold this up and go. Which of these two boxes is a criminal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is bad. Uh, it's bad. You it's got real, the job. <laughs> real quick, anybody? I'm gonna read a couple comments real quick. But anyone has any questions for our two guests? Please put them in now, and we will ask them, and they will answer. <laughs> so, any questions for uh, Leanne or Dwayne? Please ask now. We got a couple comments. Lots of good comments. Uh, Zen, uh, Zen here says, uh, has anyone confirmed uh, if he had bonitis? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh. Bonitis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that brother, that brother had plantar fasciitis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. And, that and was the cause Alice of death. Said, uh, Bad feet. 
Alvin says, uh, at what point does the defense say, fuck it, he's guilty? I'm wondering the same thing, Alan. I'm like, so many of these experts are like, and again, all of this, the entire defense's case has been hypothetical. Literally. I mean, listen, you understand, once again, braised on law and order, they have to do a defense. They have to. And I'm and there was one thing they, they they forgot to do. They forgot to object to a couple of things last week. And I know it's because they sitting there going, man, I shouldn't have came in today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because they know if whether or not they have a case. They know they're grabbing a show. You know when it's not your day at work. Yeah. Did you yep. hear when he, when he asked the question? He goes, he goes, so even with his handcuffs behind his back with three people on him, he could still grab your weapon in a split second. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, I guess. And it's like, exactly. well, how, how long is a split second? Because nine and a half minutes sounds like a split 10 minutes. Like, when, when did they expect them to go? It's, 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 it's maybe the new defense would be they thought he was a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous as a police officer to watch this go down the way it is. And uh, I tell you, man, just, just, just to have somebody in handcuffs and, the, and and to and to abuse them like that is just beyond beyond the pale, man. Again, once they're handcuffed, they can't do nothing to you, man. Right. But but then also that's the point. Once someone is in handcuffs, they can't do anything to you. You have the power, and he yeah. just showed us how he exercises that power against someone who's in a vulnerable position. This is Absolutely. why this is not his first time. No, no it's not. No. Plus what they're doing and, and what, what you're seeing is uh, a couple of things that I don't know if they're going to come out, but they should because it's relevant since since George Floyd's uh, drug history apparently is relevant. I, I'm wondering if they are going to introduce Derek Chauvin's uh, history of misconduct. I'm, under, I'm wondering if they're going to introduce his complaints, because if this dude's past drug use is is relevant this guy's abuse of his power should be relevant. Right. And if it That's isn't, it. you know something's wrong with the system. And this is what I mean by people not trusting in the system. And I, I, I said something about this initially. I said there are two types of there's two types of America. Uh, there's the America that expects justice. And then there's the America that prays for it. And oh, uh, wow. you, I, I've never expected justice. I've never yeah. expected it. I've well, always I mean- prayed for it. Well, and, and like Dwayne was saying really quick, and then we'll go back to the comments. Dwayne was saying about the, uh, it only takes one. And when I'm seeing tons of people on social media simultaneously in the same discussion say that the fentanyl in his system made him weak. And that's why he, that's why the knee on the neck. And then the next argument was he sense. may have had superhuman strength from the drugs in his system. It's, it's ridiculous. Wait, can, so it only takes one moron to go, well, he was weak from the drugs that gave him superhuman strength. So we can't, what the fuck did you just say? He was weak from the drugs that gave him wow. superhuman strength. So one th- Avengers movie would correct this thinking. One, <laughs> exactly. just one. Pick any one of them. <laughs> by the but, way, but again, got, got a lot of Leanne's hilarious in the comments, by the way. Uh, so. <laughs> but, but just as a, as a nod to the name of your show, we don't have a, a history of critical thinking. No. You know, we have a, a history of cherry picking arguments that support the opinion you've already formed. And the louder you say it, the more correct you are. That's our culture. It's it's not about let me hear the information. And mm, you know what? I thought it was this. The facts say this. I was wrong. Let me change my opinion. 
That's mm. crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, me, and just it, 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 and I'm sorry, Ty, just one more thing. If if you can't win it on the facts, if you can't win it on the merits, how about winning it on the humanity? What if that were my son? Yeah. What if that were my brother? What if that were my father? Like just it, if it, just try to personalize that that trauma, that crime. If it, who would matter to you that if the knee was on that person's neck, you burned it all down? Who's right. that person oh. for you? Basically, now can you hear those facts? We need to call in Matthew McConaughey. That's basically what <laughs> that's what I'm saying, son. <laughs> yeah. I'm Team McConaughey all day, every day. That is what I am saying. So, so here okay. to that point, I'm going to show you guys something real quick because you know, hey, it, there there may be a scenario where cops are held to justice. It may be a scenario like that. Let's see if we could find that scenario. I'm gonna put up here's Derek Chauvin. Right here, and he's kneeling uh, on Floyd. And, and right now, they're they're trying to use the excuse that Floyd could have, put have, probably should have, maybe would have had superhuman strength. And then here is uh, the Somali cop uh, who accidentally, while sitting in his patrol car, shot that woman. Yeah. Uh, right here, walked up, tapped the thing. He freaked out, was scared, shot the lady. Didn't mean to. He didn't walk up to her, put the bullet to her head, none of that. Didn't put a knee on her neck, accidentally killed her. This guy, this cop, dude in blue in Minneapolis, the same city, by the way, mm -hmm. that this happened in with, Derek, yeah. Derek, uh, with, with George Floyd. This cop not only was uh, arrested, tried, convicted, they gave the family of this woman $20 million. So my question is this. To what you just said, Leanne. How, wait, how much fentanyl did she have in her system? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you and your You know what I'm saying? Where is the humanity going to come in to where, like you said, they're going to look at it and say, well, man, that could have been my son. That could have been my brother. That could have been my dad. That could have been my uncle. Be, but again, this is where I say the problem comes in because of the country that we're in. And, 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 and I hate saying this because, goddamn, it seems like it's like a broken record. Yes. America has a problem with how we look at every citizen differently, as opposed Absolutely. to looking at every citizen in, in the same light of being human beings. Because Absolutely. if you look at this, and, and I told, I, I don't know about, I think I told Ian this, I had never seen the whole nine minute and 29 second video. I'd never seen, I had just seen clips. So I watched it. And when I tell you, like bawling, like crying, bawling, tears streaming down my face because I'm like, how can any, first of all, how can somebody do this? Secondly, how can you watch this happen to another human being and not hold the person who did it accountable? Right. How, how do you wrap your brain around that right. and look at the thing that other people are looking at and be like, oh, uh, well, I'm not really sure. Well, the physiology. Yeah. yeah. You know, because so, from the jump, our humanity is on discount. It yeah, always has been. Yeah, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, so and we don't get the and we don't get the empathy, and that's what and that's what that's what it all boils down to in right. police work. We need more empathy. We need we need police officers who who want to communicate more. Okay, and 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 have empathy for us, right? right. As as human beings, because we don't get that treatment that the other ones get. Well, okay, look at, look at the old, the old, the old deep old movies and TV shows and stuff about cops. Back, remember cops back in the day? It, it, like the way they portrayed them, it was like, 
hey, Officer Tim, you know, they they come through and it was like the guy, you know, the Andy Griffith and like everyone knew him and like, well, let me. And nowadays, every cop on a TV show is like, you look at me cross-eyed, bitch. I'm gonna shoot you. Like it's and it's that's how we our society is now. I mean, it's I'm not saying that the TV influences us. I say we influence the TV, but it's like it used to be that. Police officers were members of the community. They lived in the community. And, and I'm not saying you can necessarily do that in a place like Los Angeles, like live in this, on the street you patrol necessarily, but there used to be this sense of community. Yeah. And now it's, and, yeah. and the serve and protect. And now, and now it's, we don't have that as a it, culture. It, yeah. it also doesn't, doesn't help, you know, the, the militarization of our police force. Yes. You know, listen, I, I'm not going to say this is just men. This is humans. You get a toy. You want to play with it. Ooh, what does what does truck do? What does gun do? Ooh, <laughs> let me put put on this helmet. Ooh, take a picture. I mean, that's the you you. Why why would you not want to do that? You know, human beings are kind of you know we're yeah. not always at our best. That's um, unfortunate, but it's very true. That's that's a good that's uh, a true statement. And I and I I do think that that mindset shift, Dwayne, that you said is critical. You know, to 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 go to I'm not using the right word the being a protector. You know, and yeah. instead of you know the shit starter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but these 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 people grow up on the same entertainment that we've all seen. Right. You know, who doesn't want to be Bruce Willis and die hard? Who doesn't want to be, right. you know, uh, let's go back, Dirty Harry. You know, you got these cops. Oh, I'm too badass for a partner. I'm pulling a gun at the first, you know, I don't report in paperwork. I don't do no paperwork. This kind of mentality yeah. seeps in. You know, it's the same reason why you have people who I think are paranoid about COVID. Of course, it's a conspiracy. Why? They've seen the movie. <laughs> They think but the aliens that, are coming. That that mentality got their uh, idea. Then it's feared for my safety. I was scared for my safety. You can't be the tough guy one second, and then the next next second you say, "Oh, even though we had him pinned down, we thought he possibly could have maybe reached for the gun and could have still been a threat, even though he had, was unconscious. He pissed himself, called for his mama, all that stuff." So, right. it, it, and, and this, so to go back to what we said about community, Dwayne, how how much of, of the training that you've had when when you even when you, when you were first like a rookie and all that, how many hours were devoted? to that community service, being the friendly cop, de-escalating and all that type of stuff? Well, when I first came on the job, uh, believe it or not, many years ago, like in 1991, in 1991 and 93, because I was a local police officer in Ann Arbor first before I became uh, where I'm at now. But we learned this thing called verbal judo. And that was, we, we they devoted a lot of hours to that. It's, and verbal judo was basically how to communicate with people um, on a respectful level and, and, and make sure that the situation is always a de-escalated situation. De-escalation, yes. And um, I, I use verbal judo. I used to use it every day. And, and I'll be honest with you, man, in the 28 years I've been in law enforcement, I've maybe only been in two knockdown drag out fights, maybe, because the majority of the time, I was able to use my communication skills, all right, to 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 de-escalate the situation so that it wouldn't get to that point. So I got a lot of training in it. So did my colleagues. Now, 
Nowadays, I'm not really sure how much time is devoted into de-escalation. And I think that was one of the tenets that they talked about in uh, police reform is more de-escalation. And uh, and I think that that is definitely needed uh, because it's not as much as it used to be. But, yeah, I got I got I got quite a bit of it, as well as I got quite a bit of community policing, because when I worked at Ann Arbor Police, I was the community policing officer. I used to I used to walk a beat. I used to walk a beat every morning, like back in the old days, in the 50s. And I had a whole area and all the all the shop owners knew me. I get coffee, the newspaper, you know, take a report here and there. Man, that was, it was a great gig, man. Believe me. <laughs> morning, <laughs> Officer Gill. Morning, Jim. Yeah, exactly. But everybody <laughs> knew it was a great job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that too it's like you know the um if you think about again like society part of this is we were always dealing with these mass shootings and you know you get the people go oh it's not the guns it's this and to all these points Leanne's point about having your new toy uh Dwayne's point about de-escalation it's when you go into Starbucks with your new toy that, that makes you a badass. And you're and like you said, Ty, you're simultaneously a badass and scared. The gun makes you a badass, but you're scared. That's why you think you need a gun to go to fucking Target or to Starbucks. And you got your new toy that you want to show off. And Ooh. you have no idea how to de-escalate, which is why you carry a fucking gun to Starbucks. And then you add racism to that, even if you don't know you're racist. Even if you're just a white guy who thinks that black guys are tough and thugs... The first black dude who looks at you cross-eyed or says something to you or takes your latte isn't getting a, hey, bro, I think that's my latte, right? It's going to escalate rather than de-escalate. And that's why we have this. And it's a lot of these same people, these militarized wannabe guys that either sometimes they were in the military or they couldn't get into the military or these guys that they think they're in the military. A lot of times those are the guys that want to become cops. And it's the same dude that's carrying the gun to the fucking Starbucks. Oh, yeah. And and that's the responsible gun owner. But nine out of 10 times, that's the guy who goes on the shooting spree too. And it's yeah. like, because he wants, that's what they're looking to do. They, they, they want to be the guy that saves the day. And they're looking for any excuse to save the day, which is why this whole good guy with a gun thing is nonsense. It because is. if I'm a white guy with a gun and I've got a rebel flag shirt and Dwayne's a black dude with a gun, and he's wearing something that that I think looks like a gang member. He's wearing a blue hoodie or something. And we're at the same Starbucks or we're at the same bank or the same grocery store with our open carry. Well, I'm a bad guy with a gun. He's a bad guy with a gun. I think I'm the good guy with the gun. He thinks he's the good guy with the gun. Then you bring in another guy who looks Middle Eastern. And he's got a beard. He's He's got a gun. Well, is he the bad guy or the good guy? Well, we both, him, good we guy. both shoot at him. So right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's I'm like, sorry, I had to say that. No, it, it all comes down to who's going to go first. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear because you. because I, I'm not going to, the whole point of having a gun for these like people who just carry their gun around is because they think if some shit goes off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the day and I'm not going to get shot. Yeah. But that means you have to shoot first. Yeah. Because yeah. if I walk in with a gun and I've got a gun, you have to wait for me to shoot. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah. And so we're going to just rely on all their video game training so they don't shoot yeah. an innocent person. Exactly. exactly. It's, not it's all that cosplay. It's all cosplay to them. 
yeah. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse up in Wisconsin. Yes. Remember him? Yeah. You know, shooting those people and then running. He got his hands up. The police, oh, white guy with a gun. Uh, oh, go ahead. You're good, by. bro. You're good. Going by. We're going to go. Nobody go even stopped. Nobody yeah. stopped to even question this guy. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting yeah. there oh, screaming uh, at the TV like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. That's like, it, it, oh, you know it, what was happening. White privilege <laughs> oh, was happening. Exactly. And you see so many examples. That's why this is why I said I would have more respect for America if they just said, yes, we think <laughs> right? folks more. OK, yes, we do. It's just what it is. This Everybody gives white folks the benefit of the doubt. We do it. I know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. What's what's considered a good neighborhood? What's a good school? What's the good mall? What's the good store? Think about it. I tell this all the time on here. So you guys, a few of you probably heard this a bunch of times. It always cracks me up. And this is the racism that exists in society. If you want to call it part of systemic racism or whatever, um, and and it, it's more about a perception. And so my partner at my gym, Julian Rush, he was the first heavyweight champion in, uh, in California MMA history. Julian, when he's in shape, is 5'9", 250. When he's not in shape, he's 300 pounds. Like, he's a big dude. He's, he's this wide, and yeah. he's the nicest guy in the world, But he and he's a killer. I mean, he he would he's he would kill you in the in the ring. I mean, he's a guy's phenomenal athlete. He's amazing. He bounces. He does all this sort of stuff. And I was telling him one time, I'm like, it really sunk into me one day because he used to carry a he always carries a stun gun and stuff with him and and uh because uh, uh, of bouncing or whatever. And he was telling me about the story and he was like, yeah, man. So these two, um, you know, man, it got crazy. These two these two big black dudes came in to the place and blah, 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 blah. They start telling the story. And I'm like, it's weird. Every time I hear someone tell a story about, I was, it was crazy. I was downtown and this shit went off. They never mentioned the race of the guy unless it's, I never hear anybody go, man, I was walking down the street. These two Jewish dudes came looking at me. I crossed the street. Oh man, I was walking down the street and this Asian guy looked at me and I didn't know what to do. It's always, man, it was about to get crazy. This big old black dude. And even when a big old black professionally trained guy goes, these two black dudes, that made me realize <laughs> to him, big black dudes are scarier are scary. than yeah. other people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will say, I will say, I see some white dudes in a suit. I'm like, ooh, who about to get robbed? Right, exactly. <laughs> who's, exactly. Like, like, and not just, not just the wallet, who's going to steal their property? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my 401k? <laughs> I know you. Who, who's going to undermine their generational wealth? <laughs> it's crime and it's crime. Come on now. Um, but, but, but that just to me, that's, that shows that like we have this bias in yes. this country of who's scary and who's not scary. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, the media has done a really, really good job of painting that picture. You know, travel overseas as a black person. You know, I, I can't even imagine as a black man, you know, people looking at you like you're going to rap, you play basketball, what's happening? You know, for me, I've always gotten the benefit of the doubt, you know, where where in another country, they're like, yeah, you black from America. That's mm, I'm sorry, sis. You want an extra glass of wine? Like, they just know it's hard. <laughs> Damn, I ain't never got offered another glass of wine. As a matter of fact, well, I'm you know, that's that's my that's my estrogen privilege showing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, hey, so, go ahead. Real quick. Oh, no. Uh, did you, go ahead. Ask him to because I, I No, I just to... was going to say, I, I know uh, we said we we're going to not talk all about this, but I, I know were you about to get to the voter suppression? <laughs> I was going to switch. It oh, another a... cheery topic. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about some voter suppression. To a happier, happier topic here. And, and so here's where we are with that. And it, 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 uh, this <laughs> let, me, let me take a sip of water. <laughs> we, I, you know the what? water that nobody can if, give me if I'm standing online to vote in Georgia. Exactly. If, if I wasn't, if I wasn't upstairs, I would run downstairs and grab this tequila to talk about this next topic. But since I want to be focused, I won't do that. So here's where we are now in this country, uh, and this is what trips me out about. Republicans and, and 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 in general with with the idea of black people not being valued, except when it comes time to vote, then we're the most dangerous people on the planet because we vote. <laughs> so instead of Republicans creating legislation or policies or anything like that that would make people, even black folks, want to vote for them, they just said, "Fuck all that. We want to make it harder for you to even vote." Period. Now. This is something that before Trump, and we won't even, he's irrelevant to, to this situation, to what we're talking about right now, because you're seeing that the evil in these people was already there. He just kind of like, hey, you're cool to be evil. Absolutely. So now you have it. It was where, like the evil quinceanera. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, right. coming out of the party. So, <laughs> Now they've they, they've created the bad legislation. The only legislation they've created, they didn't do anything about health care. They didn't do anything about the working class. They didn't do anything that would help you as an average citizen. They said, what can we do to stay in power or make sure you niggas don't come out here and do anything else like y'all just did? So what happened from that was businesses came out, which I mean, yeah, I'm glad they did do something, but they could have done this beforehand. Uh, businesses came out and they said, well, the, uh, we're not doing an all-star game there. Coke uh, said they're not doing it. And so a lot of these other businesses have now come out and said they're boycotting Georgia because they're, they're trying it now in Texas as well. So my question to the panel is, one, why do you think that that these Republicans are so comfortable now in their evilness? And two, why why is it you don't see more people calling this out for what it is and just saying, okay, we're done. You get no more business from us at all in a fell swoop. Leanne, you want to hit that first? And then I'll, I'll piggyback on you. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, man, first of all, the, the corporate protests are foolishness in my opinion. You know, these are the same folks that were quick to slap up a Black Lives Matter logo in their advertising last year and letting us know we were all in this together without really giving us a substantive uh, ideas that that was substantive change in their companies, either in right. their hiring practices or how they dealt with the community in a substantive way, I'm not just the logo, uh -huh. okay? Uh, I do not believe that they were caught unawares, uh, that they didn't know how severe this legislation was going to be because these are the people that uh, sit and dine with politicians at their country clubs, mm -hmm. at their exclusive restaurants, in their, in the, they, 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 it's a circle, a zone of social, you know, interaction where they knew exactly what was happening. They know. And could have said something before. They were not caught off guard. You yeah. know, I am not, and I don't, 
this is going to sound wrong. I'm not impressed when black executives get together and say, we need to do something. I know they already know that. And, and they don't have any power aside from saying we want this. The power is in white executives. Mm-hmm. The power is in white people. How yep. many black folks got on? How many of us are there? 15% if I'm being generous. Exactly. You know, you take this back to why did women get the right to vote? Women didn't give women the right to vote. Men did. So who is in power to make these real decisions? You know, it's also disingenuous for someone like Mitch McConnell to say, oh, corporations shouldn't be taking a role. Because I do think they they should. I just think they were late. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot say that they are people. You cannot take their money. And then say they don't have a say. You spent a lot of time setting it up so that corporations would have say with their money. So uh-huh. you're either telling me that now we're going to do significant campaign finance reform and corporations will not put money into elections or they do get to tell you, call you on the carpet when they finally do something that when you do something they don't like. You cannot, once again, have it both ways. Right. Exactly. So um, all of this, I almost feel like almost this has nothing to do with me because my visa bill is still due on the 28th. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I know, I know. It, like, well, it's well, above me now. All I can do is be mad. Yeah. Oh, and I am totally sidetracked because I saw fur. Who is that? Look at that little face. <laughs> See, I, I just went from I just went from an articulate social advocate to ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> See how quick my hormones sidetrack. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Leanne, I agree with you 100%. Um, uh, I used to be a lobbyist for my agency as well. I was a a lobbyist, a government relations person. And uh, those corporations, government relations, let them down because they should have seen that legislation and knew that this is some bad legislation and that we should be standing up giving if they cared. But they didn't care, okay? And they didn't do anything about it. So that's to the first point. The second point, where we are as a society right now, they don't give a shit about us. Okay? Let's just call it what it is. Trump, the former guy, he opened up the door and allowed for their racism to show. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't even care. And it's because it's the truth. And Georgia, Georgia, how, how it went blue. They want to make sure that that shit never happens again exactly. and right. that they went right on that big lie and that people have uh, doubts about election security. That's all a bunch of bullshit. But but Kemp showed his colors oh, yeah. when he stood up there and signed that bill with those six white men standing next to him underneath right. a picture of right. a plantation. I saw that and I was like, they don't get a no. fuck. They don't care anymore. And and really quick, uh, there's been a million great, uh, so many funny comments and great comments. But here's a question from Jared that I want to address because I actually addressed this yesterday, um, and on a on a post. But it's it's really important for people to know, and then you guys can can chime in. But I want to read his question and I want to give you my answer. He says, "I've heard people say that opposing voter idea ID is racist, since those who push for less restrictions." seem to be that only racial minorities aren't capable of att- obtaining a proper ID. How would you all respond to that? Well, first, Jared, it is, from my perspective, voter ID laws are bullshit um, for a couple of reasons. One, one reason is that there is a racist 
element to it. It's not completely racist. The main reason for voter ID laws is they're trying to stop Democrats or liberals from voting through several different ways of, of voter oppression. So voter ID laws, they stop poor people from, from getting from voting. They stop black people from voting. They stop young people from voting. And the reason is- Also the elderly, elderly black folks. Yes. And, and, and because in certain places where they did this on purpose, they tried to make voter laws in the South. And then they said, you had to have a government issue, either a driver's license or the ID that looks like a driver's license, the center driver's license that is issued by the DMV. Yeah, then, they, then they closed the DMVs in the rural areas, especially where there's a lot of older black people. So now they would need to take a 50 or 60 mile bus ride to go wait in a nine hour long DMV line. If you've been to the DMV, you know how it is to get an ID when they've been voting in this town that everyone knows them and, and, and they've been registered for 80 years. So the idea was to get those people to not vote. Another piece of, of legislation in Florida, they, they said you had to have a voter ID and you had to have an ID to vote. And they accepted driver's licenses and hunting licenses, but they did not accept college IDs. Now, how is a hunting license more valid than a college ID? It isn't. Because uh, you're but, educated. <laughs> but white Republicans have hunting license and young liberals have college IDs. So when you look at things like this, it's obvious. The other thing is this. They say, well, how come I don't have to show an ID to, to show up? Look, to vote. When you vote, there's three things that happen. You get, it, you get an absentee ballot if you ask for one. And if you don't turn, if you, if you go to vote in person, you have to take that absentee ballot and you have to trade it for a regular ballot. They won't give you both. You, they'll say, where's your absentee? And you go, oh, I left it at home. Sorry, you don't get to vote. That's how it works. I know because I accidentally went down and forgot it one time and they sent me home to get my absentee ballot. Two, if, I, if, I, if they only have a paper roll, I am designated to go to a certain place. I've already shown my ID and my social yep. security to get registered in the first place. So when I go down there, they go, what's your name and your address? I go, I'm Ian Harris. Here's my address. They look and they go, cool, here's your ballot. If a guy shows up an hour later and says, I'm Ian Harris, here's my address. They go, you've already been marked our officer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if the place is where you can go anywhere, they're on a computer roll. So, exactly. so, so if I go to the place here and I check in and then I go to another place and try to vote again, it will yeah. have been checked off electronically. And again, yeah. if I have a paper roll, I can only go to the place where I'm designated because they're the place that has me on the list. Yeah. And sure, I'm sure it's happened a few times where someone has tried to, oh, I'm Ian Harris, I'm Dwayne Gill. Yeah. And they go, wait a second, I'm sure that's happened a few times. It's so minuscule. It's not even worth it. Meanwhile, 50% of people vote anyway. We're out here trying to stop people from voting when we have 50% of the population that isn't even fucking voting anyway. Yeah, but they're trying to stop those minority people that are voting. Right. And not only yes. with that type of suppression ID, but the, the, the water in the line, um, giving taking away the power from the Secretary of State and giving it to the, the local politicians. They are doing everything they can to rig the election so that if it don't go the way they want it to go, they can make it go that way. Just think, if this law had been in effect during this last election, they would have found those 11,753 votes that the president needed, that Trump needed. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's so disheartening. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Hey, 
give you uh, your comment because I want to read a couple comments, but go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. And I don't know if I can even add to this. It's. It's. You know, we we are standing here. The the curtain is down. We see the man behind the curtain. We see it. We all see it. And and he's steady, still working his show. Like we don't see him. I I I I think I have a bad habit of catching the news on the wrong day. I saw when that congresswoman knocked on the door. Oh yeah. And got arrested. And as a black woman, I I literally had to walk away from my TV. I was in tears because I'm like, yes, that's how they do us in public. In pub, you and you got other black women shouting, "Cite the code!" While you're re- and they ignored them, and it's like, this is a congresswoman. They, yeah, and they can do her. Record. They yeah. can do her like that. Yes, yeah, Georgia. What about, and what about me? Oh, you, you, you see what I'm saying? And, it's 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 just so dehumanizing. And, and to put and to put that in perspective, by the way, this happened. That happened to her in the same time that a group. Groups, tens of people stormed the Capitol, were walked in, took pictures with the cops, pissed on stuff, smeared shit on stuff, stole things, killed a cop, destroyed property, and were able to walk out like they just left a fucking tent new Oh my God, Ian, you and I were on a call that day. Remember? We were on a Uh conference call that day, and you you happened to turn on news like, uh, hey, y'all. Do you see what's happening at the Capitol? Oh. And I, I, I live tweeted for the next six hours. There, I was yeah. like, "This is what I'm doing," because we, I'm watching my my republic fall. I'm watching yeah. my government fall. That's what it yeah. felt like. And yes. I, I had to do radio uh, that next night, and I said, I didn't realize. Oh, I was, I was reminded how chilling it is to see a mob of white people. Yeah. What mm-hmm. that says to us. What that says historically. Yeah, and they were allowed safety. to get away with. They got away with. And, yeah, and yeah. Were, they were escorted. I'm sitting there like yeah. this. Don't look like yeah. no Black Lives Matter protest. Right. I've never well, seen. Black Lives Matter down the stairs. They well, were they Black Lives Matter was terrorists. But walking around like they're walking out like, ma'am, did you enjoy your writing? Yep, she walked out one step at a time down the steps. Remember, we were having the the Black Lives Matter protests and some of them would turn bad. Some of them were turning bad due to cops escalating and starting first. And I witnessed that with my own eyes. Um, But every white dude in America and all these people were like, oh, look at these black people doing, or look at these these liberals, look at these people, they're rioting and that's not the way you do it. And, and violence isn't the answer. And we would never do that. And all these things about, oh, watch when Trump wins, how violent these people get, how violent. And then this hit happens and they literally said, well, this isn't this isn't really violence. This isn't terrorism. This isn't a this isn't a riot. This is a demonstration. You know, some of these people didn't have guns. <laughs> every time I saw or heard a politician go, you know, violence is not the way. Violence is not who we are. I wanted to, I would scream at my TV and go, "How many history classes did you miss?" Yeah, this country is nothing but violent. Right. What what they mean to say is they don't view themselves as violent. And yeah. view themselves as being the, uh, the 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 people who are tearing up things. Well, so because to them, go- it's self defense. Exactly. Let they me don't see that it's self defense for black people. Um, let me get a couple comments here, uh, real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chuck says, "How are the G? Uh, I think it means the GQP going to punish, <laughs> going to punish corporations? Raise their taxes? 
Exactly. Um, Zen says, uh, this is why we have been stressing to people that it's no longer enough for white people to not be, to, to be not racist. White people have to be actively and openly anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Great point, Zen. Not just ideologically. But systematically as well. Right. And, and this is, and again, great point, Zen, because here's the thing. The reason why these monsters, and that's what I call them officially, the reason why these monsters have come out the way that they have to try to suppress the vote is because they see that the system, when it when 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 people vote, they lose. They lose. And and there and now again, this is now this is what people, the average citizens, should really pay attention to. Ask yourself. Why are they doing this as opposed to trying to make your life better? Because here's what Republicans could do. Or they make it easier to vote. We are for, not only are we for $15 minimum wage, we're for $20 minimum wage. You know what? Everyone gets health care. You get health care. You get health care. They could be like that, but they're choosing not to. They could say, you know what? We want better than laws. You know what I'm saying? We do want we everything that this like 73% of you that have even Republicans even have voted for, we're gonna go with that. We're gonna get rid of the NRA. They could have done all of this and they're doing none of it. Instead of it, they're saying we just don't want you niggas to vote. Right. Yeah. So my my thing is, and, and, and to Zen's point, at some point, the average citizen, us. You have to realize that there is a total difference between these parties. I didn't say the Democratic Party was great. Never said that. But I, I know that they are not these people. Right. And if you are a person of color, if you are a trans person, if you're a gay person, if you are a person that cares about somebody that is dark or gay or trans or whatever, or someone that is poor, mm-hmm. you have to understand that these people at the end of the day don't give any fucks about you. Right. So None. you need to, you need, if this stays in effect, this, this new legislation stays in effect, we have to, and someone brought up Stacey Abrams, exactly, this is revenge for Stacey Abrams, by the way. Um, what they have to do is you have to say, okay, this is what you made it, all right, now I'm going to get a bus. Right. And I'm going to take my grandma and her friends and well, my, all my... They'll, they'll outlaw busing. But, which, they, so, so here's a... a Another way to Jared's point, another not just voter ID laws, another two things that, that are that don't seem like there's any race involved, but I mean it's more about poor people. But they know that systematically in this country, uh, black people, Latinos are have a higher ratio of poverty due to systematic racism. They have a higher ratio of poverty than white people. So when they target poor people, they're going after Poor white people, poor, but but they're going after a larger number of minorities. Oh, absolutely. After people who are going, hey, we, we need to get a little help. We need some health care. But the way they do it in Georgia, and in Georgia, um, one of the things they're doing now is, is they, they're getting rid of voting on Sundays because Stacey Abrams had, there's a, a, black people in Georgia are very religious. And yes. they had organized these church groups in certain areas to take people to vote on Sundays. Souls to the polls. 
I yes. thought I thought they backed off on that. I thought well, that the outcry was so bad that they backed off. Yeah, they may know, have. They sure may have. Still. But the intention yeah. was. And, no, they, oh yeah, no, no. It was it was definitely on the plate. They were trying to get rid of it. I, I just I just vaguely remember that the uh, the outcry was so bad, but it might have been a different provision. And then the water thing out. is this: when you look at poor communities, it's just like schools. Like I, I it's, this is a this is a nine hour conversation, but I tell people when people don't understand how systematic racism works, uh, as far as schools, they go, "Well, it's all about SAT scores." And I'm like, "Look, Ugh. I live I live in a in a, in a place in LA where." Uh, it's pretty poor. Uh, it used to be very bad. I've got neighbors, a lot of first first time English speakers, a lot of black, a lot of Latino. And our school, our local school is a huge school of 3000 people, LA high, Dorsey high. And these are poor schools. They get their money from the taxes in the community. Their zip code tax is what pays these schools so you've got all these kids at these schools they don't get the best teachers they don't have the best programs you got kids who are who whose parents make them work they, they got single parents they gotta work you got drugs you got gangs you got all this shit and you still get somebody who's coming out of that school a valedictorian with a 4.2 and their sat scores might not that be that good because that school isn't as high as a, accreditation Right. Because of the whole population of the school and the money that's into the school. Plus, when you go to a Harvard Westlake and you're paying $50,000 a year to send your kid to a high school, you have a nanny, you have a tutor, that kid gets good grades, and that school, the top 10% of that school goes to any school they want. Whereas the valedictorian from Dorsey might not even get into a good state school because the school's accreditation. And that has nothing to do with the child, how hard that child works, how smart that child is. And it's the same thing with this voting shit. When they go to these small town, these small communities, the voting and the, and the, the infrastructure is based on the fucking tax base that's in that community. So there's less, there's fewer poll workers, there's fewer places. So you have to stand yes. in line longer in a poor community to fucking vote, which is oh, why yeah. they don't want you having water so that they go, fuck it, it's hot out here in Georgia. I ain't voting. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all built in the yeah. cake, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, very terrible cake. And I'm sorry, guys. No, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I was, I, man, I, I was just going to say, and then it, it gets down to that, American ethos of you know you just gotta work hard. If you don't get yeah, it, yeah. All that that's because you didn't work hard enough. You didn't work it's hard your enough. Fall, yeah. oh, you know. God. And I I I I post you know periodically, and I say sometimes that if hard work was all it took, bus boys would be billionaires. Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's that's, that's, that's not. Yep. how it works and if you we even want further clarification of how it works make the suggestion that property taxes be aggregated and redistributed evenly try that no oh, okay uh -oh. Not, and look and look who fights it look who fights it right i mean just just because it makes sense on the surface right well, well, yeah if, if everybody pays different property taxes different value different properties have different values why don't we just put that money all together whoa 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 yeah. <laughs> Why did I bother moving to the nice neighborhood if I don't get the nice neighborhood perks? Right. Instead it of thinking it as a community-wide thing and like statewide and understanding that it's a it's an investment in the long game. Every child that grows up to get to be educated and has a good job is a taxpayer. That money comes back. It's the long-term investment. It's the end game, and we're not playing the end game. 
we're trying to they're trying to make money off of people well, suffering I, well the ones that don't get educated well this one we get this money on them because we're gonna build this jail for them yep and it's just very frustrating that's also the same mentality towards healthcare. That's why you have so many people that fight against universal healthcare because they're like, well, wait right. a minute. I don't, why do I got to stand in the same line as that person that doesn't make as much money as me? Right. So yeah, they, wait, wait, they so don't healthcare too. I don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, and, and this is why I say at some point, the average citizen, us, you need to look at who is creating the problem? Because I, I, I often say this to people, if we live in the same zip code, I, I'm not your problem. I, I'm not the reason why you have the issues that you have. If we live in the same block, we take our trash out to the same street, no way, that ain't the issue. The issue is the person that doesn't want either of us to live more than where we're living or do anything more than what we're doing. Dude, so this so zip code oppression is real. Yeah. Well, you know what? We had a we had a person we tried to get a person on the show not too long ago and we brought up the idea of redlining. And first of all, it was a white guy and he didn't even think that redlining was a thing. <laughs> then when he saw it was didn't want to believe that it's still a thing. And I said, well, they may not call it redlining now, but they still do those types of things. No, and when you, you know, what I'm saying? so when you try to explain to somebody what systemic racism is. And especially if, as a black person, when you say this to someone, you're automatically dis discredited because or discounted because they're like, yeah, because we just complain. We just it's not real. Yeah. We say, uh, yeah. Yeah. okay, black we, women are always angry. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> I've so, seen the so it's just is that exactly? Come on, JJ. So <laughs> it's this it's this thing where they don't think that it's a real thing. Yeah, and then when they see concrete evidence of it they say oh well that was that incident <laughs> really yeah. that one person that's the one time yeah. ever in history so the only way and, and, and now which is all of that is ironic seeing as um, the, the black vote and the brown vote is what has saved america from itself yes you see what i'm saying they have yes. from itself if this dude would have stayed in office if that dude would have stayed oh. in Another four years. That uh, would have been a total wrap. A wrap. <laughs> close to a democracy. Anything close to it. And they said that the rich got even richer. Of course. That guy. Now, when you see this, and this is what I mean by when you can trick somebody into voting against their own interests. If, 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 if Dwayne and I are in the same room and I say, hey, Dwayne, look, man, if you let me punch you in the face 10 times, 10 times, okay? <laughs> I'll let you punch me in the face one time, okay? Then he lets me punch him in the face 10 times. Then when he gets ready to swing on me, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on now. Wait, are you sure you want to do that? Because look over there, that person's punching somebody too. And this is why you have a system of people saying, no, 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 listen, man, give us all your money. Let us trickle it down for you. We'll do this for you. We got it. And then they convince you that you should give them that money. And this is where we are as a society, because you have a lot of people that are arguing against a $15 minimum wage, even though they make shit money. Yeah. You have, you have people who live in bad neighborhoods that are like, hey, man, why are you trying to tax that rich dude? Right. And this is why these people will continue to have us go. Stockholm syndrome. You see yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look, they're, they're so good at this. They got white people hate 
hate black people voting so much that they that they stop watching baseball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cancel, so, so, cancel Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah the, the, the of, cancel culture my... people are are going against cancel culture by canceling Major League Baseball. What the fuck? Baseball. And one not of, not to mention, my... I just read. I just no. Go ahead, Leanne. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, this Ty, this was to your your point. One of my my favorite uh, retweets, and I, I I'm sorry, I don't know this gentleman's name off the top of my head, but he said, in order to put this in perspective for you, um, you are maybe three months away from being homeless. Mm-hmm. You are never three months away from being a millionaire. That's right. If that doesn't tell you where you are in the economic game, nothing will. But they have us sold on, we. it could be us. What if I were the millionaire? What if I were a Kardashian? What if I, I mean, it, 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 they, that's the carrot. That's the hook. If you just work hard enough, <laughs> yeah, I know this right. too could be you. Yeah. Well, well, uh, Zen said this quote I've heard before. It's great because the force keeps shrinking. But the trees keep voting for the axe. Yeah. Because the head is <laughs> made of wood. Yes. Uh, Lamont, Lamont says uh, right now it's uh, to the point where for white America is that if no one said the N word, then it's not racism. Everything else has a valid reason. Yeah, dude. And it that, looks- uh, that drives me so nuts where people are like, oh, come on. They, they expect it's only racism if someone's out there with a burning cross and a hood. Going and we're never, 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 never. It's like that's not the only way racism exists, people. So, exactly. But uh, but understand, a lot of time has been invested in telling people that's how racism manifests itself. Yeah. That's what it looks Whoa. like, and that way they can let themselves off the hook yes. for any unconscious yeah. bias. Exactly. And mind you, mind you, when you re- when you mention systemic racism. Watch how many people go, but I'm not racist. Did I call your name, Becky? I did not. I'm talking about a system. You know, but they, they, they personalize it to discount it. And I'm like, Becky, I'm going to need you to put your feelings aside and look at the facts. Yes. By the way, by the way Zen, Zen said, <laughs> not, not, not only use three scratch offs away from being a millionaire. You know, nothing, nothing hurts my heart more than when I go to my neighborhood stores and I see I see black folks deep lining up to do that, play their lotto, play their numbers. And you want if if you understand, that's another form of tax. It's it's my friend calls it the mathematical illiteracy tax. But I don't see this in the Hamptons. Yeah, you don't see no line. You don't see no line in the Hamptons, do you? At the liquor store, right? Right. The same way I I don't see this right. It's wine. It's wine shops. It's wine shops. So, but that not so. So there is an illiteracy there. There's also uh, I I I feel it's a prey situation. They're preying on people's insecurities and their fears that because this is this is a pretty decent. You know, middle class, lower middle class, middle class. I mean, it's, it's a mix here, you know, that people in their heart of hearts are going, I worked hard. I saved maybe a little money. I might have some retirement. It's not enough. This is the only no, way. I got to try to hit this number. Right. Yeah. This is the only <laughs> that's way scary. It's going to happen. Whereas yeah. the, yes. the Hamptons are like, nah, that's the only way I'm going to lose my money. Wow. Are you out there? Are you on Long Island, Leanne? 
I'm on, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of Queens. So it's oh. like I sneeze and I'm in Long okay. Island. So I'm, yeah, I'm right out here by Kennedy Airport. Where are you? I'm in uh, Lansing, Michigan, not too far from Detroit. Yeah, I told oh, Michigan. Yeah. The Dude, land of democracy. The DMs now. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm going to slide her DM later on. I'll slide her DM later. No, no, that's a, listen, I, dude, I, I can't believe that y'all, you, people plan to kidnap your governor. Yes. And we just let that slide like it's every day. Yeah, like, they going to kidnap a white girl? Like, what the? That's right. And we that's just, right. I'm like, ooh, this is bad. Well, so see, they invaded, they invaded our capital back in April. That was, that was a, a dry run that's exactly. for the January. And, and right? so, but this, yes. this, is, mm-hmm. but this is why I say to people, same people, they can keep acting like we're the most dangerous. They can keep acting like that. You can say, well, there's all these George Floyds. Nah, man, you need to look at all the people at the Capitol. Not only did they feel comfortable enough live streaming their terrorism, they were able to go home. One chick was able to go on fucking vacation. You able vacation. to go to Cancun. Yeah. Why hey, she out a black or brown terrorist allowed to go country on vacation because they need a break. Well, so, listen, what a, don't, don't forget the said, QAnon shaman. He got to yeah, uh, have a special diet while he, he in prison. Or, or, yeah, organic food. So this, this is where we are. This is where we are now. And I know, I know, I know we're over time, Paul. I'm sorry. We were yeah. Gonna I know we're way over time. Um, uh, I will let me read a couple more comments and then we're gonna wrap this up. I want to thank our guests if, again. You guys have need one minute to get any questions in <laughs> to Wayne and Leanne. You got one minute because we got to wrap it up. So real quick, uh, Curtis says uh, thanks for reminding me. Got to play Mega Million today. Two hundred million, baby. There you go. Always have hope. Always that have hope. That was not my message, sir. Uh, that was not my message. Tammy says. Have mercy. Um, Tammy says advertise their businesses uh yeah that that's okay uh alan says how many mass shootings were done by a black person exactly that's not really our thing um because they don't really give us weapons that easily uh and we definitely ain't walking past no cops with our hands up like hey yeah i just shot somebody anyway and and all i can think of is colin ferguson out here on the long island railroad and the dc sniper that's all that comes to mind right hey hey, guess, guess what would happen with the dc sniper exactly they they made sure that no everyone was deterred from ever thinking that you could do that shit. So and, uh, and, no and, 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 and Colin Ferguson is an Irish name. Come on, I know, so, right? We can kind of deny uh, him. <laughs> I wanna I wanna th- I wanna thank our guest, uh, and I'm gonna give you guys both a chance to tell people where they can find you. But I wanna personally thank both of you for adding so much to the show. And uh, listen, <laughs> I cannot. It, it, every time we do the show now. The guests that we get bring so much more to the show than we expected. Uh, we already knew uh, both of you, but this specific show, you guys both added so much to it that uh, we didn't, Ian and I didn't even really have to do any work. All we had to do was just kind of <laughs> jump in. There. By the way, uh, yeah, you said, uh, hey, here's some raw meat. Go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck said he was reading your, your book, Leanne, Dict. Dicked jokes. Um, wants to know if you have any new books coming out. Uh, I should, but uh, nothing immediately on the timetable. So, but thank you for asking about that. Um, and where where can they find you? 
Oh, wow. The way to get to all things meme, uh, my portal is veryfunnylady.com because unless you gave birth to me and already love me, you might not be able to spell my name. <laughs> uh, and I and I'm gonna take that personally. So veryfunnylady.com, you know, you can get to me that way to get to all my social media uh, through my website that way. Cool. And the same thing with me at dwaynegill.com and I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I love it. So I'm holler at me. I'm still working. I got a year and six months to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Dwayne, someone, uh, Todd says, uh, love to Dwayne from here in Lansing. Hope nice. to see you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, Todd, but before, before we sign off, two, two things I want to, I want to, I want to say, um, number one to what you said and Leanne said earlier, um, there's a little shout out to people for like Leanne was saying about white, uh, it's white people who get, it's men who gave women the right to vote. It's, and white people, we need to do better, of course, because you're right, it is gonna be white people, and not, and not like some bad Hollywood movie where, where Matt Damon pretends to be you know, the white guy that saves the Asians. But the, the fact is that it is, and it's not me in charge, it's not Chad in charge, it, whatever, it's, it, but the fact is that it starts with all white people saying, hey, but but to my woke left friends, white, black, Latino, otherwise, that means we also need, and that's, I'm as left as you can get. We have to stop vilifying white people who are trying to do the right thing because I, I, my, it makes my daughter cry. She goes on, on Instagram and it's like, silence is violence. And then she posts something and they'll be like, shut up white girl, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't get a, you don't get a say. Yeah, that's not like, right. Wait, oh, that's, which that's is wrong. which is it? Like we that's wrong. this idea that men, yes, men should not be running women's issues, but men can talk about white people shouldn't be running black people's issues. But we all have to be able to have this discussion, and we all have to be able because I can look logically and say this is right, this is wrong, and I should be woke. Woke people on the left shouldn't be telling me to shut up, and also we should be looking at it and saying, hey. Um, what is correct here? And we should be standing up for the right things. When I need to shut up is when I'm not paying attention and doing that when I'm doing the wrong thing. And it's like, we really have to, we have to get involved and we have to be, do the right fucking thing as white people. We fucking have to. And on the left, we have to let it, people do the right thing. There, there has exactly. to be a national... So, um, I'm sorry, just, there has to be a national consciousness raising that lasts longer than a tweet and an Instagram video. Exactly. There you go. It, and it has and to be sustained. To that, to that, when people start realizing that these are everyone's issues, eventually it will be everyone's issue. Understand that. If these people think, if they, if they see that they can get away with this as far as vote suppression for black and brown people, eventually they will come for you. If yes. They will find a way to stop you and take your rights. So quit thinking that it's just going to be these people over here or those people over there. So real quick, I want to thank um, Lorena, who just commented, uh, Zen, Lamont, Tammy, Chad, uh, Todd, J.E., Chuck. Uh, man, we had a bunch of people today. Alan, uh, wow, we had a bunch of people today. Um, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. Curtis. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I want to thank every last one of you. And I want to say this uh, before we get out of here. Empathy. Yep. I, I can't stress this enough. This is this is the theme for every show. That's every right. Week. That's right. 
until you start until you stop looking at yourself as an individual and understand that there are other people in this on this planet in this country in this world that need help and you look at it through their eyes we will continue to have these problems the only way to fix these problems is to look at the world through the eyes of everyone needing help it's called empathy it is one of the yeah. easiest things to do and it's absolutely fuck it's free yep. as fuck so, Absolutely. And, um, and I want to go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. R.I.P. I, I don't believe in an afterlife, but what I mean by R.I.P. is I'm sorry to see him go. It's too soon. R.I.P. to DMX. Yeah, I know. What? Uh, yeah. Um, and and uh, just piggybacking on that, drugs. Drugs are an issue, man. If you see somebody struggling with with drugs or mental health or whatever, help. Empathy is 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 important. We we lose too many people. Whether you're famous or whether you're not famous, whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, or whatever the deal is, um, this we lose too many people to to social social problems, poverty, drugs, mental health. So care for other people. Wow. Look out for your look out for your uh, for your neighbors and your friends and people even you don't like. Look out for everybody. Great show, you guys. Uh, you can find. Uh, find me at critical. I mean, find me at comedianty.barnett.com. You can uh, uh, has links to all the different platforms. You can uh, find Ian at ianharriscomedian.com or skeptic comedian, and you can find us both every week here on Facebook Live on Critical and Thinking, uh, Facebook.com/slash/critical and thinking every Friday noon Pacific, and then on Monday the podcast version goes up on all the podcast purveyors such as iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. So download us there. Watch us Fridays uh, at noon. And uh, that's it. Thanks to our guests, Leanne and Dwayne. Thank you so Thanks much you for guys. joining us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Critical and Thinking Podcast, Ty Barnett. Ian Harris. We'll see you guys. Peace.